the reason why is in, in many parts of the ballpark, particularly in the upper deck, we haven't touched anything since the original build of the ballpark back in 1994 from a fan experience standpoint. So an opportunity to really reimagine the entire upper deck and then also explore some things down on the lower bowl that we carry some of the concepts we executed seven or eight years ago into the upper deck uh, and refresh a few things in the lower bowl. So, Brian, when we talk about the upper bowl and the lower bowl, and, and, and I mentioned the shipping containers, as they were called up top, when people have seen the video, and, and the video is really, to me, breathtaking of what you're going to do, I want, first of all, for you to go up, up, and up into the right and left field corners on describing what you're going to do there in that area. Sure thing, Ray. So one of the big pieces of insight that's driving what we're going to do as we reimagine the upper deck is learning from the corner bar uh, seven or eight years ago. And and that learning was, in addition to our long-term fans who like to sit in a seat and take in a ball game, fans want a more social, flexible space to move around and interact with one another. Anyone that buys a ticket to a ball game at Progressive Field can go to the corner bar. We want to take some of that learning and take it up to the upper deck. So, as you mentioned, the entire upper deck will be reimagined. And if you, if you think about the left field uh, upper deck area, we're actually going to reimagine the, the terrace club and we'll have a terrace hub in left field, which will be a multi-story indoor-outdoor space which replaces the current Terrace Club restaurant and creates a new complex of, of social fan offerings. There'll be a, a beer garden in left field, a beer hall above the Terrace Hub uh, with an outdoor social seating area that enables people to move around and, and interact. As you work your way around over toward our, our favorite shipping containers, we'll have a couple of uh, grab-and-go concessions and those are really intended to speed up and make it easy for fans to have an efficient grab something, uh, check out, cashless, just walk through a line with your credit card. Amazon has some of these things uh, that, that people may have experienced in, in other places. As you work behind home plate, um, we will actually cut through uh, the, the seating bowls so you, we have two view box bars and they'll be constructed in the upper deck with open views to the field. And you also have beautiful views of the city. So you'll you'll be able to look in both directions in that space and see in and outside the ballpark. And finally, as as you work your way around uh, to the right field area for our shipping containers, we will actually uh, have a a social seating area and views of, of downtown with a dedicated space to host large groups, we will remove the shipping containers, and, and that will be one level with some overhead coverage uh, in, in case we have some weather in the beginning of the season in particular, um, with a lot of different social interactive spaces, you know, beer gardens and things for fans to partake up there. Brian Barron is with us, president of business operations with the Cleveland Guardians. And, Brian, I want to get back to the reason of why, because really through research, what you do on the business side, the baseball fan that comes to progressive field to the ballpark, much different now 
than they were in the 80s and 90s and and before that where they would get their stuff, go to their seat and sit. The baseball fan today is different. Research is telling you to cater to the current fan with what they really want, with their experience. That's that's very true, Ray. And and it's really acknowledging that, uh, you, you know, as, as someone, uh, you know, in their mid to upper 50s personally, I think of going to ball games as as a young boy in the '70s, and you know, sitting in a seat with a scorecard and watching the game. Um, you fast forward to today, uh, there are still fans, uh, kind of in my age group and demographic, um, but certainly uh, my my children are in their 20s. Uh, you know, they're walking around with a, a mobile device in their hand, and they're watching a bunch of different things on their phone while they're watching the game. They may be checking scores doing other things, and they like to have the flexibility to get up and move around, walk around, interact with other people, and not necessarily be locked in on one seat. So we want to balance those two things. And as we build these spaces out, the, the real insight that we got from the corner bar was an older pr- a fan may want to walk and grab a beer and head to their seat, and a, a younger fan may want to hang out in that corner bar and, and watch the game enjoy the energy and the excitement from out there and uh, gather with their friends. Brian, the one question I had with these changes and developing more of these open areas, what does that do to seat availability inside the ballpark? Do you lose seating or with it being more like the corner bar area, does it stay status quo? In, in the aggregate, it's, it's going to be relatively flat. Uh, we actually will be putting some additional seats in, in a few different areas and in other areas where we take seats out, similar to what we did with the corner bar, uh, you know, seven or eight years ago, we had a, a, a product offering for the fan there called the, the Bud Patio, the Budweiser Patio. We took out the fold-down green seats there and put in drink rails. Um, the capacity composition will be relatively flat but how you get there would be different. So it can be a combination of adding some seats in some areas, taking some seats away, and and creating these standing room only spaces. But we still anticipate having somewhere in the mid-30,000 capacity in the aggregate. Brian Barron is with us. He's the president of business operations with the Guardians. And then the other question that everyone wants to know is the timeline and what they'll see being done, if anything, this year during the baseball season. I imagine they'll start work soon on this, but what does your timeline look like? So our timeline looks like uh, a lot of work that actually starts after the last out uh, of the, the 2023 season. Mm. Uh, we are deep in the planning stages uh, to deconstruct and immediately start to construct after the last out, which is hopefully late in October or maybe early November uh, of 2023. We're going to do everything we can to minimize any impact to fans. Um, and as we do the renovations in two phases, uh, our second phase involves the, the clubhouse and, and the lower service areas in the ballpark. Uh, and obviously, from a player standpoint, uh, you can have no disruption as you get into the regular season. So we'll have uh, the upper deck reimagined is slated for opening day of 2024. Uh, fans w- would have a whole bunch of new things to experience there. And then 
in the off season of 24 headed into 25, we would actually do our clubhouse and, and service level renovations. Uh, and, and there's a, 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 a dugout club and a renovated experience down there, which is really the only fan-facing component in the lower bowl that would be part of the 2025 opening day. Brian, finally, and I know you talk with Paul probably each and every day, Paul Dolan being another commitment by the Dolan family as far as baseball here in Cleveland and them being fans and committed to our, our team and our region. Absolutely. And, and we're really grateful to our counterparts, uh, the, the city, the county, and the state for working collaboratively with us to find ways in a public facility to share in, in, in the cost uh, and share in the process of, of planning and executing these renovations. And the most important thing that you highlighted, Ray, is Major League Baseball as a result of our lease extension is in Cleveland for another 15 years, and that's an exciting thing. Brian Barron has been with us, president of business operations with the Cleveland Guardians. It is just plain exciting. If you haven't seen the video yet, go on over to the Guardians website. It is right there, and it really goes through. And the one thing, Brian, just to the Terrace Club, you touched on this earlier. It's still going to be there to say, but it's going to be a lot different where it's going to be open air and you can kind of walk around in there almost like a garden flare. That's correct, Ray. So actually last week when, when you were down at the ballpark, the, the big glass uh, you know, that we, we were sitting behind will actually come off. There will still, still be some spaces where you'll be enclosed and you'll be able to handle different types of weather situations, but that big glass box down that left field line, the glass comes off the facade and, and we'll reconfigure what different seating options look like and some standing room only uh, beer garden concepts as well. So excited to, to get that thing moving.